This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Freya, can you say Rob... Beckett. Yeah. Rob Beckett. Yeah. Rob Beckett. Yeah. Freya, can you say Josh Widdicombe? Dash. Widdicombe. Dash. Widdicombe. Dash. Okay, good try. <laughs> good try. Slams. Good. Gosh, saltiness on that good try. Yeah, yeah. Also, Cheers, the mate. question good was, try. can you? She went, yeah. He didn't ask yeah. her to do it. No, exactly. Can you do it? Yes. Next question. Hi, Josh and Rob. Please find attached our two-year-old Freya's attempt at your names. We discovered your podcast this year when our son Elijah was born in January. My wife was a little sceptical at first, usually listening to the more serious parenting podcasts. But Rob's tips have won her over. And now we listen through all your shows when doing uh, Ellie's night feed. Eli's. Which makes sitting in blackout darkness and being blasted by white noise more appealing. That's a very unfair description of our podcast, but there we go. <laughs> you're still on. You're tired, but you're on fire, Josh. So his wife likes the tips, not not the banter. No, he doesn't like the banter, oh. but he likes the tips. Okay. Um, well, I've got. I've, well, I've got. I've got a tip we could do later, or there is some banter about cow's tongues. So maybe we can go on the tip this week. Let's go with the tip. Um, the um, here you go. This is a tip, especially for that man's wife. What's his name again? Uh, his name is Mark, and his wife is Jazz. Uh, and he said, on one episode, I was holding Eli up after feed and started laughing at one of Rob's rants. My wife was in bed next to me in total darkness, could feel me rhythmically shaking the bed, wanting to know what the hell I was doing while holding my son with one hand. Let's I mean, that's a bit much. <laughs> he was laughing. He wasn't wanking. He, he wasn't wanking at Rob's rants. He was laughing at them. Yeah, if you want to wank to my rants, it's up to you. I'm not there. Do what you want with me. 
Um, how have you been, Rob? Oh, good. I'll give you this quick tip so we can keep um, Jazz oh, yeah. happy. Um, you're listening with a seven-day-old that doesn't want to be put down um, and held for sleep all the time. Or they will probably be settled by now. Our trick was to tightly wrap one of my worn T-shirts around the Moses basket mattress so my baby could enjoy the scent of the wonder that is Milk Makers as a comforter. Oh, and fooler, she was one. still on me. Worked like a dream from the second day we were home. So um, should have told Tom Parry. Yeah, but also try it. It might just be you had a sleeper and they've got an animal. We will never know. But it's a good tip. It's worth a go, isn't it? Um, yeah. What's happening, Josh? Not much. Not much. I'm all right. You know, so so. I'd say I'm just existing from one hour to the next, Rob. Aren't if we I'm all? With you. Yeah, but this is the first. I haven't really got much work this week. No. Handed the handed the book in, and so now I'm just doing podcast. Yeah. And kind of. Building the snuzz pod and stuff. So, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. In a way, this is the most tired I've ever been. Yeah. But in another way, this is the closest I've got to a holiday in about three years. Yes, yeah, because you're not working as much. Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, your daughter's at like preschool during the day, so you do have a little bit more time when the baby's yeah. sleeping. But um, it's not yet. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a holiday. It's uh, when do you start last leg again? Next week. You're on it, Rob. Am I? Oh yeah, I am. Yeah. Aren't I? Was <laughs> that next week? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, Friday. Oh, who else is on? Oh, I tell you what we should do. We should. I tell get... you what, if I'm on, there's someone stiff on as well. Oh, there'll be someone stiff on as well. Because they've got a balance to loosen the stiff. Exactly, because if you're on, it's like if we book you... David Mitchell, book... Victoria Cora Mitchell, one of the, either of them. Yeah. Do it. Sandy Tosvig, Claire Balding. Yeah, exactly. Stiff it up when exactly. the, loose, the loose man's on. Well, t- what happens, Rob, is if, yeah. if we've got you on... Yeah. Um, or say a Tom Davis, that kind of uh, you know loose neck, loose neck. Yeah, they need, they do need to thin it out because otherwise Alex Brooker does get too excited. Yes, it's too, it gets a bit too loose, doesn't it? He, de- he gets giddy. He gets, and then giddy. you need someone to stiffen it up down the middle. That's fair yeah. enough. That's that's how stuff works, isn't it? It's all about collaboration, Josh. Now that'd exactly. be fun. We'll, 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 yeah, I'll do well, that. Why don't we try and uh, next Tuesday we'll say something that we'll do on the episode so everyone can watch and we'll try and get something into the episode. I'll do loose neck stiff neck. Yeah, get loose neck stiff. We'll get loose neck stiff neck into the episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm whoever plugs the other person's book the most wins, and the loser has to pay money to charity. Perfect. And the charity street dogs. <laughs> you just wait until it gets to like one minute to when it finishes, and we've both done four plugs each. And then it, and Adam Hill says goodbye, and I just scream. I used to watch Neighbours twice a day. <laughs> Um, anyway, oh, oh Josh. Can I just right. say on Tom Davis being on the last leg, Rob? Once we yeah. had Tom Davis on the last leg, and um, for some joke I can't remember, or for something, we were all wearing, you know, like those coats that like uh, swimmers wear before they go out. Yeah. And uh, they told the wardrobe uh, lady, uh, could you do- get one for Tom Davis? And when it came, it was quite small. And uh, she thought they meant Tom Daly. Oh, no. that, yeah, they're very different men. They're very different men. Tom Davis is about six foot eight, isn't he? Tom Davis is the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. Bigger than Greg? He is, I think he is bigger than Greg. But do you know what? He's got a surprisingly small waist and legs, Tom Davis. He's got huge shoulders and back. He's but... top heavy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's like a dart. Yeah, he is like a dart. Anyway, um, yeah, well, let's see who we're on with. We'll yeah. find out, won't we? Let's just sit down. Last time I was on it, I was on with Joanna Lumley and you slimed her in the head. Yeah, that sounds worse than uh, it was. <laughs> the record was great, but afterwards... <laughs> hey, it, lovely bit of It really it? got out of hand. Um, anyway, yeah, so oh, this is what I'll talk, talk about. Um, I think um, my, my children have got blocked up ears, and that's why they're so loud. What? 
Just a bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. fun. Um, Because they screamed so loud. And then once, when she wasn't well before, the doctor looked in her ears and said, the eldest one, oh, there's a bit of wax in there, I think. And um, so I think that's the case. But I was speaking to my friend the other day and he went because he thought he had bad hearing because his wife kept on saying, you need to go to get your hearing sorted or the wax sorted. And he went to the doctors and looked in there and went, it's absolutely fine. There's nothing in there. He went, yeah, but my wife said, I'm not listening to her and I don't hear her. And the doctor said, we get this a lot. <laughs> Ewan, every week I have at least three men that come in here that think their hearing's going and it's absolutely fine I test them it's completely normal um, and it's just that you're just not listening to your partner oh wow oh wow I'd go back in that situation to my wife and go yeah the syringe now so hopefully everything will improve yeah I go no I've, I've spoke to a doctor and apparently the problem's your voice <laughs> um, but yeah so I'm going to try I think I'm going to take them because they are shouting quite loud um, but then I do shout loud so I don't really know what the, yeah. what the issue is oh that'll be fun though are they will, will they be excited by that um, well I think I'm just going to take them to have a little look and I need to do a full family trip to the dentist as well my my oh, yeah. the eldest she's lost two teeth now she's got one coming through at the bottom that is completely at a right angle I think they move oh, as they grow in don't they yeah I don't know but I... this one is like it's completely the wrong way you'd want a tooth if you could pick the worst way for a tooth to come out your mouth that would be it <laughs> I had um, a I had a brace, Rob. I had a brace growing up. I also had a tooth removed because it was basically coming through in the roof of my mouth. Oh, blimey. It was like coming through as if there was a row of teeth behind my teeth. It was coming through in that row, yeah. if, you, if you know what I mean. See, I look like that's happening, but it's not. But my, my teeth look like, when I laugh, it looks like my teeth are trying to escape from my body. <laughs> Did you have a brace? On the bottom ones, uh, because I had an extra tooth that they took out and then it pulled yeah. it back in. But the top ones have always been big, but they've always been quite straight. So I've never needed a brace on the top ones. They, so. are, they are big, but they're good teeth, Rob. They're good, strong teeth. I might get them whitened. Yeah. Because they're getting a bit darker now and I've never had them whitened. And people think I have them whitened anyway, so I might as well. I, 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 I You know, this is an honest form. I uh, did get them whitened before I got married, Rob. Did you? Yes. What, my teeth? <laughs> So you got so uh, I so, never noticed. You had, were that? Did you? Was there a marked difference? I've never really noticed. No, so you, but so I didn't get them, So it wasn't like a whitening thing where you go and they do it like Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, it was a thing that you can get that you put on your teeth for an hour each night for a week, and it just takes the, the take, edge makes off. them a bit whiter. Okay, makes, but I never noticed. Did you? What did you notice a difference? Yes, I did, but I don't know if anyone else would. No, but if, it's, but if it's for you more than anyone else, because yeah. a lot of people, it's sad really, don't laugh because if they've got self-conscious about their teeth or when oh. they're eating, they cover their mouth like that. I've just never... Do you know never, what, Rob? I've played to some really self-conscious audiences about their teeth recently. <laughs> I'm going to do some gigs soon, Josh. My tour's supposed to start up in the middle of August, so I'm going to start going oh to comedy clubs. yeah, I'm doing my tour in September and I've done no... I've done nothing, Rob. Yeah, but you will do. But I'm scared. That I, I'm not worried about the gig or the comedy. I genuinely don't know how I'm going to start work at 8pm. It's so tough. That's my biggest worry. I just keep falling asleep. Yeah. Well, at the moment, Rob, I'll be honest with you. I start work at 8pm and it continues till 7am. <laughs> That's currently <laughs> like the situation I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, God. yeah, it is weird. I, I also... It does feel weird. I don't know if you've done many things in the evening. TV things are different because you often go in the day, so you don't feel like you're leaving the house in the evening. Yeah. But the feeling now of leaving the house <laughs> in the evening feels very odd. Yeah, you know, I it know. It feels uncomfortable and strange because 
you're so used to your day ending at 6 p.m. or 8 p.m. I went out for dinner last week, the first time I've been out for dinner for like ages for a work thing. And I and we, it got to like 11 because we were sort of chatting and enjoying ourselves. And I didn't even drink and I just drove home. I was, I had a hangover the next day just from tiredness. <laughs> it's pathetic. I'm used to doing about five gigs a night and running around the, the, the capital. Yeah. And now I'm like, I just sat down at eight and I'm like, nan, you know, like when old people go like, oh no, I had a big meal last night. Pathetic little old bastard. <laughs> Oh, it was a bit rich, actually. Oh, it was a bit rich for me. Oh, you sad case, porridge-eating fuck. That's what I am. <laughs> That's ending up on our uh, LPH. Uh, <laughs> no context. No context. Do follow that on Instagram, the no context quotes. I'll be honest, I'm so not across this podcast, I'm so tired, that I often see them and can't remember them. Yeah, no, I don't know what I've said at any point on this podcast, but I think that's a good thing. That means we're being yeah. that people that sit, you know, you ever see that sometimes people go like, hey guys, you want to get into podcasting? This is how you do it. You sit down, you write your script and you deliver. I mean, like, the thought of writing a script to do a podcast, fuck off. Imagine that. If this was scripted, Rob, yeah, it would take forever because you would never script something this shit. The redrafting on it, the week could be over. Yeah, exactly. You'd never get two of these out a week. Yeah, guys, just to let you know, it's the fifth week running. Josh has mentioned his bins. Do we really need another bin story? <laughs> well, he's got that one about not getting a parking fine on Tuesday. It's oh, great stuff. Dear. This is from Gertrude, one, two, one, which I, I don't know if that's just, you know, if she works for the old uh, mobile phone company, Mercury. Um, <laughs> Gertrude, one, two, one. My kind of reference, my kind of reference. You'll get more of that in Josh's book. Um, hi, guys. I'm sure it's been covered on one of the episodes as of yet. I'm an eavesdropper on the podcast whilst my husband's listen. My husband, not husband. This is from Salt Lake City, this email. My husband listens to it. But I would really love to hear you guys discuss the mental load and how, how you guys and dads feel about it. What is the mental Do you know what the mental load is, Josh? No. No. no, neither do I. It's been something I'm trying to discuss with my husband, but he just doesn't get it. I've still got no idea what it is, Gertrude. But in a humorous podcast format, perhaps it, that is someone who does not like comedy podcasts. No offence, Gertrude. In a humorous podcast format, perhaps it will make some sense to him. Like how things like adding shower gel to the shopping list, remembering friends' birthdays, thinking ahead for the week's dinners, naturally tends to fall on one parent than the other, and how it's an additional aspect of parenting alongside working and keeping a household going. All right, I get the mental load. Okay, here's a topical suggestion from Gertrude. It's mostly a, the most official email we've ever had, Josh. Yeah, but what- what a name. Gertrude does not fuck about. As her name suggests, she takes things seriously. And I exactly, like it. Exactly. I'd say the mental load, right? So there's certain things I so do not explain get. Explain it for me in layman's terms, Rob. So the mental load, I think, is basically, as well as getting on with looking after the kids and doing your job, it's other stuff like, oh, is, are the passports going to go out of yeah. date for a holiday? Yeah. Have we got a holiday insurance? Well, we need to get some more food in. It's someone's birthday next week and all that. Well, I think Gertrude here is doing most of that and he's yeah. not. And I think traditionally that kind of stuff would normally fall in a stereotypical male-female relationship when the man is the breadwinner that and, and that would normally fall on the female. Yes. But obviously times are changing and it's a bit unfair for that to fall like that. What we and Lou do, and I think me and Lou have got a fairly modern setup and it's very 50 50 even though I, I do work more is that uh, we sort of pick things that we, like for me I do all the financial stuff and all that yeah. kind of stuff and tax and things like that whereas Lou will take the lead on the kids uniforms and schools and stuff but I'll always do the school drop-offs and things so I think you yeah. just have to just be open and split it up 
and then it doesn't it stops resentment. We totally do that. I don't get involved at all in the school uniforms and their packed lunches, but then Lou doesn't do anything to do with all the tax and stuff that yeah. I have to do. So we just basically have clear uh, and the bins. I'm basically fully in control of the bins. I'm fully. Do you know what we've got a very similar? So Rose would do all of my daughter's clothes. Yes, I do. I do do the finances. Uh, I'm. I am bins. Bins. I do. Lou does all the washing. Yeah, Rose does washing. washing. Rob, we're living in the same house. I and Lou and Lou does a bit more of the day to day food, but I'll be more in charge of like events or special dinners that we're doing if right, we need yes. different stuff. Dishwasher. I'd say I've got eighty percent. Control you know, over. Rob, you are talking my language. This we're, I'm doing eighty percent of the dishwasher. What else? Um, the loft. Up until recently, I'd be the only person that goes in and out the loft. Yeah, Lou's physically able to get in and out there, but just doesn't. Yeah. But she did yeah. it recently and has not stopped fucking banging on about it. But I imagine <laughs> the same way as if I did a packed lunch that week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you just driving. Have to, driving pretty much as a standard. I will drive. Yeah. Even you though, know you know... You I know. drive. Rose can't drive. And I, I, I worry that my daughter has become a sexist because um, yeah. she... So our friends, Tom and Claire, uh, Claire can drive, but Tom can't drive. Yeah. And she, my daughter couldn't get this into her head. Really? Okay. She, she, could, she couldn't comprehend that the daddy didn't drive. Wow. So, yeah. So we've created a sexist. That is that is my worry. Well, yeah. What I'd say is that they can only, you know, believe what they see. And Rose, I know she's just had a C-section, is to get off her ass and learn to drive for the sake of her child's future. Yeah, she does. She does. She does. Just, I'm just saying, you know, you've got to lead by example. Exactly. Exactly, Rob. She's never going to be a racing driver if the mum hasn't even passed her test. You cannot smash the patriarchy if you're waiting for an Uber or a black cab. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, but no, I think the best thing is to be honest, Gertrude, with your husband and um, just go, right, what are our jobs? Let's split it up and then make sure it's fair. Did you did you vocalise it, Rob? Or did you, I think we've fallen into it. We naturally fell into it. And then there were certain sticking points, like the food, where I'm, I'd always do more of the food stuff, but I can't, sometimes if I'm away gigging a lot, I can't be in charge of the food shop because I'm physically, physically not there. Where Lou's taken more of, even though she doesn't really enjoy it, she's taken on that a bit more because she sort of has to. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I don't love the bins, but I don't hate no. them as much as Lou does. Yeah, I, d- I don't love it, but it's 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 not as bad as people make out. No, exactly. Apart from about once a month when something goes wrong and then it's awful. I tell you, you know what, what I mean? the- you take foxes out of the equation, the bins are the best oh. job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when a fox turns up, things get spicy. <laughs> totally just, you know, agree. You just play the ball, you know, you just, you've got to play the ball you're, you're thrown, haven't you? Exactly, um, exactly. Anyway, there you go. Hopefully that um, answers your question, Gertrude, uh, about yeah. the mental load. I think you need to rebrand oh, it as well. Um, yeah. The mental load. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I, don't I think right that's um, all the other shit a... basically. All the other shit that isn't official officially a job but has to get done. Oh, it's tiring stuff. It's tiring. <gasps> One thing, stuff. our back door for some reason it stopped now. But whenever you opened it, the little rubber bit at the bottom would ping off, and every time you'd have to push it back in with your hand to shut it. That went on for three months for some reason. I don't know why it's fixed itself. Lou literally never did it once. <laughs> ever and and if I weren't there she'd just shut it with it all hanging out which isn't the way you shut a door is it but there's things I do she calls it um what's it called fuck it what's the Hansel and Gretel's trail with me she knows exactly where I've been at any point because there'll be a cupboard open or a pair of shoes it's like the, the Mary Celeste you know there's nothing no one there but you know exactly what's happened 
Just a baby in the middle yeah, of an exactly. estate agent's house. Um, I hope if uh, you need to listen to the old episode, though, I just realised that was a different episode we recorded. Well, you know, who's um, you know, someone might be coming in hot for Abby Clancy. Um, that is a great episode. I really enjoyed this one. I absolutely uh, had a wonderful time. Also, it's always great when they're a fan of the podcast. Rob. Yes, you feel like half the work's done. Exactly. You don't have to explain to them. You don't have to have... Have you listened to it? No. Well, what we do is... Me trying to churn out Crosby's Law again in a non-three-minute explanation. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Crosby's Law. Bang. She does it. Next. Thank you very much. Yeah. See you later. Yeah, exactly. Rather than staring at a stiffness, they went, well, if you'd emailed me this in the week, I could have prepared an answer. Just give me something, you fucking stiffo. Um, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's Abby Clancy. Your skin refuses to be defined by age. That's why Agency designed Future Formula, a personalized anti-aging formula prescribed by a dermatology provider to treat fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and more. Agency has clinically proven ingredients like tretinoin, which is up to 20 times stronger than over-the-counter retinol. Future Formula by Agency. Get your first month free at withagency.com. That's W-I-T-H-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. $4.95 shipping and handling subject to consultation. Subscription required. Cancel anytime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Abby Clancy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is very exciting. Do you know why I'm excited, Abby? Mm-hmm. Um, because you requested to come on. Yes, because I'm blown away by your podcast. I'm just going to put it out there. Pete's fuming. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. Pete's fuming that I'm coming on it. <laughs> <laughs> because you're the rivals. Mm. But, you know, you do t- two a week, so technically you're only half as good. Yes, I mean, that is an argument. Some would also argue that Peter stole the idea off me and Jimmy Bullard for his podcast, but then I don't want to start slinging mud, Abby, at this stage. I think yours is better than his because... Oh, thanks. So do I. It's not about football. Yeah. (laughs) They're rubbish football podcasts, aren't they? Football podcasts. Let's not get into that, (laughs) Rob. Pete said Josh has got a really good one, 90s something. Yes, there we go. Oh, look at this. We haven't just got you on for podcast um, praise abby as much as we love it um first of all <laughs> can we remind the listeners of your setup at home with the kids how many we got we've got four kids we've got three under five okay so oh. what can you run us through the ages sophia is 10 liberty's five johnny's three and the gift from god is one one <laughs> the gift from god oh wow the gift from god <laughs> and on top of this you've you was texting me before this it's quite stressful in your household because of the amount of animals you've got yeah we've just got um five little ducklings but only two of them have hatched at the moment yeah um oh. and we've got two orphan lambs that were bottle feeding and <laughs> our last three kids are still bottle and dummy so i'm not doing very well Really? So you've got you've got three kids and two lambs all on the bottle at the same <laughs> yeah. time. At least they're yeah. not all breastfeeding. That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> Good job you've got them yeah. on the bottle. <laughs> I've got no breasts, so you can't have them. <laughs> Do you live in the countryside then? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Kind of. I think I think I'm just kind of trying to live the childhood I wanted through my own children. Okay. Yeah. Like we were never allowed pets or anything like that. So I just try and give them as many pets as I can. 
Have you got cats and dogs as well? Yeah, two cats. Two cats. Our cats are 15. Okay. We got them when me and Pete first got together. We've got our dog, Jeffrey, who we got in lockdown. Okay. <gasps> lockdown dog. And we've got Lily and Lola, the lambs. Yep. And Jemima, the duck. She's <laughs> hatched today. Oh my and God. the other one hasn't got a name because he's literally just hatched. And then the other three haven't hatched yet. And we've got a great Dane called Ringo who lives here part-time. Uh, part-time? What, what, what's he doing with the rest of the time? <laughs> he's at my brother's house the rest okay, of the time. Okay, so, so that's two yep. dogs. He just needs a little break sometimes, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> <an acting agent. laughs> They're quite calm, great Danes, and it's a bit too much. Pete's like, he didn't want any of these animals and he absolutely loves them. He like nurses the lamb as the lamb on his knee feeding it with a bottle wrapped in a little blanket. He's, he's, he's just, he likes to play this like cruel animal hater role, but he loves it. Yeah, but Abby, before, when we were setting up the sound, what did Peter say to you about bringing back another, another, a live thing to the house? Well, he, he said if I actually bring one more living thing into this house, he's going to leave me. Okay, yeah, so are you sure that he's into all these animals? Well I'm, well, I'm trying to make him take the hint, that's why I keep getting them. Yeah, because on, on, when he was on, he was speaking about the time you were shouting from the background because I asked him if he'd any parenting mishaps and you were shouting, tell him about the farm, tell him about the farm, and he refused oh, yeah. to tell us. So was the farm the house or was it at a farm? So the farm story, it was at an actual farm and <laughs> I went to the toilet, I was gone for one second and I come back and he was just sitting there and I'm like, where's the baby? Couldn't find the baby anywhere, so I was hysterical. And he'd escaped out of the contained indoor play area and was oh. like a mile down the road <gasps> by lambs and a lake or and everything. Oh, it, was, it was so so. I like battered Pete in front of everyone in the farm. Bored <laughs> oh, Aram. I think yeah. I threw a cup of coffee on him. You know, <laughs> it was a nightmare because I, I'm just so worried about anything happening to them. Of course, and he's just yeah, of far course. too late. He's just so laid back. It's a joke. Imagine the anecdote those people who've gone to the farm have got from that day. <laughs> oh, I know. What did you see? Well, some sheep, and I also saw Abby Clancy throw a coffee on Peter Crouch. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. I threw the coffee out and punched him. Yeah. I was like, I don't condone violence at all, but I, it was out of panic, and I was, yes. you know... Yes, I think you could be let off. Yeah, I was terrified. But yeah, he's, he's, just too, he's just too laid back, and he forgot the baby bag. That's his favourite <laughs> thing to do. It's like we drove to a, another country farm. I, I should have married a farmer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like this country farm, like two hours away, with a newborn baby and like an eight-month-old, oh, no, not eight-month-old, like a 12-month-old or whatever. And he forgot the baby bag with no milk, no nappies. Oh. And I just wanted to kill him. So how's the sort of parenting split? Obviously, because Peter, when he was playing football, was really busy. Now he's retired. He sort of does a bit of work, but not as busy as he were. And you're still modelling and presenting. What's the sort of, you know, divvying up of, of responsibilities? Is it more is it more you than Peter? That's what I'm getting from this. Uh... I, th I think so, because I'm, I'm not working as much as Peter at the moment, because my yeah. baby's only one. So I'm kind of enjoying just being at home with the kids. And when Pete goes to work, I just throw them at him. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I've been at work all day. And I'm like... Tag, sure to end now. <laughs> but it, Pete, like, I can't complain about Pete. There's one thing he is. He's an, he's an amazing dad, like all jokes aside. He, mm. he, you know, no matter how hungover he is, how tired he is, he's still like 100, 100% <laughs> yeah. with the kids where I'm like normally dying somewhere. Oh, um, I can't do it if I'm hungover. Oh, I'm such a bad hungover parent. It's horrible, isn't it? It's just like puts me off drinking. I swear the, kid, the drinks make kids get louder the next day. I don't know what it is, but just something just sends them over the edge. And mine are, mine are all too young to just get on the couch and watch a yes. movie. 
They just, yeah. It's just like they're not movie age. You have to just play with them all day. Are you finished at four? Yeah. Is that sort of your sort of like if you sort of like is your opium is getting off getting off the heroin of kids? You you started with farm animals. <laughs> I I was actually finished with three. Yeah. And then I found like I went for a fitting and they were like the girls like are you pregnant by any chance? She could tell by my body. Um, really? That's how you found out. I was like no chance. And then I did a test and called Pete and he was in the car with Glenn Johnson. And I was like Pete. <laughs> I was like, Peter, I've got something to say. And he went, if, you, if you're about to say what I think oh. you're about to say, just don't say it. And he had another oh. two hours left till he got home, and I was so scared. And then but he got home, and he was like, I've had time to think, and it's okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was a complete surprise. It was a surprise. We hated each other at that point as well, so I don't even know how I got pregnant, <laughs> to be quite honest. Like, the, the pregnancy with Johnny was... Hell. Johnny's your youngest, yeah? No, Johnny's the uh, three-year-old. Okay, cool, yep. So I hated him, he hated me, and so I, I don't even know how it happened. That's what. That's why we call him the gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He's just wonderful. He's just fabulous, and he just he's just fitted in so well, and he's not one bit of trouble. So it's 8.15pm at the moment. Are they They're all in, in bed, be Josh. They're all in We've bed. got yeah. it down. That's amazing. How have you done it? I was the first out of my friends to have my babies. And um, I would always feel bad about letting them down to, for like an event or going around to theirs for dinner or whatever. And all my friends just bail, I can't do it, I've got the baby and they've got one. I'm like, <laughs> you're so pathetic. <laughs> all, like me and Pete laugh at people and go like, oh God, look at them moaning about one child or two children, we've got four. You know, so we feel quite smug about that. But you know, they're in bed now, Jack goes to sleep seven till seven. But Johnny and Lib are in our bed now, and then we'll have to get them out of our bed. Oh, okay. So, oh. so what's the bed? What's the bedtime schedule then? Do you try and bath them all together, or is there a rotor? They're all in the bath together. What time's that? I'm obsessed with people's schedules. I know it's saying. Yeah. So we eat early. We eat about yeah. half five. And do you and Peter eat at half five as well, or is it yeah. just the kids? And that's it. Well, no. Then we have like Pete will bring me like a cup of tea and Bicky's in bed oh. at like ten, and he'll have like toast or whatever. Or a pot noodle, which makes me sick. Oh, God. <laughs> pot noodle in bed? No, not in bed. Before bed. All right. And I, I can't get my head around an athlete that would, even though they know all about nutrition, he's still banging back a pot noodle. Yeah, he loves them artificial ready meal things. No, like yeah. a Rizzler. Mm. Is it called like a Rizzler's burger or whatever? Oh, no. Um, uh, Rustlers. Rustlers. That, yeah, oh, they're awful. Anything like that, he loves. Um, <laughs> I think it's because he's been so deprived his whole life being an athlete and having to eat so well. Yeah. He's like kind of binging on junk. So they all get in the bath together in one go. So they all get in the bath together. Then I try and keep them in there as long as possible to like <laughs> waste some time. Yeah. And then out about half six, then Jarmies, then we play run catch before bed. So that's okay. where they just like run on the landing. And we have to catch them <laughs> yeah, and then put them into bed. So that lasts about half an hour. Then Jack goes down and then Liberty and Johnny go in our bed. Yeah. Our kids aren't like big for stories. You know, we try and yeah. do that whole story thing and go to bed, but they don't want it. So we just put like um, something on for 10 minutes and they fall asleep. And then we put them in their bed. And then when we go to bed about half an hour later, Johnny comes in with us. He sleeps there all night. And then we've got a single mattress on the floor next to our bed <laughs> where Liberty <laughs> sleeps. Really? <laughs> yeah, and then Liberty gets out of the single bed and in our bed, and then Pete goes on the single mattress on the floor. 
but every night, like clockwork. Wow. What a setup. That's amazing. They're so good, but there's just too many of them. You know, so we, we've got to, we have to kind of bend the rules a bit. You know, the, the schedules yeah. just don't, the routines are just, we've got our own little routine going on and it works. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And then how do, when, what's the, the responsibilities with the lamb? Who's in charge of the lambs in your house? Uh, me. And so you're in, so Peter will not be involved in that. That's, you're taking more on. I'm only fostering them from a, a friend of mine who's a farmer. Oh, and, okay. And um, one of the mums died and the other one had um, triplets. So they normally give the third baby lamb a, a way to be bottle fed or the farmer oh, will do it. So okay. I, I, I volunteered. So they're just in your garden oh. for a bit until they can go out when they're grown up, basically. Grown up. <laughs> off, to, off to sheep uni. <laughs> To try and get a shed next day delivery is impossible, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what, for them to go in at night? So where are they Where are they at the moment? Because you sent me a photo of them in the back of your car. Oh, thanks for that, Rob. <laughs> so that, that was me trying to multitask because I was trying to get the lambs. I was, I was taking the lambs to the vet and... I brought them outside into the driveway, but I had to put Jack in the car seat and the lambs would run away. So I had to put the lambs on the seat first. <laughs> so I put Jack in the car seat and then I put the lambs in the cage in the boot. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But it just, I've never seen anything like just two lambs. <laughs> Your kids yeah. sitting there just riding, riding shotgun. Yeah. Yes. That was just crap They're so up. cute. They're so cute though. It must just feel so busy. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're, I mean, that's just like four kids, two lambs, one chick, soon to be followed by four. Two chicks. <laughs> ducklings, actually. I don't want to get all Chris Packham about it, but they're ducklings, oh, sorry, not chicks. mate, sorry. Or are they still called chicks? I don't know. A dog and a half, two a cats. <laughs> it's so, like... And I've got OCD as well, so I can't have any mess in my house. Oh, my... No. It just makes me so unhappy if there's any mess. So, so how does that work? Was your house growing up busy like this? You said you wanted a different household to your to, to you as a kid. Well, no, I'm one of four, so oh, I'm used, you're used to, to like, it. Yeah, I'm used. Um, Pete, Pete didn't have a family like mine. Yeah. So I think he kind of like he, he likes it, you know, like the busyness of, of it all. But it, it's just great, like especially in lockdown. Yeah. I know it, it was hell, but having that time to all be together. Yeah. Totally. You know, Pete's, Pete's work, like the, the last three months of my last pregnancy, Pete was in Burnley in a five-star hotel eating Michelin star meals every night. <laughs> well, I, I was like dying nine months pregnant and had all three. Oh, man. Also, he could play for Burnley. I mean, that is not worth it, is it? No, I know. <laughs> and I, t I tried to take them there one day and I was pregnant and we all went, I got a driver, take us all to Burnley. <laughs> Packed lunches made, massive faff getting everyone in the car, blah, blah. And Pete called me and was like, where are you? I wasn't looking out the window. And I was like, I'm by Dover. The driver had gone the wrong way. And what? And we had Dover. So <laughs> oh, my God. We were stuck in a traffic jam for three hours on the way back. So we literally were in the car for seven hours. Oh, my. Oh, my word. All the kids in Burnley kits in the car. So oh <laughs> it was just hell on earth. Oh, my God. Dover. Is so far from Burnley. That cab fare, you could have bought Burnley a player. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't even looking out the window, paying attention. I was just like playing with the kids. And then he was like, Where are you? And I looked at the stand. I was like, Dover. And I was like, oh. <laughs> So we missed the match, but I wasn't a big fan of going to football anyway. I've, I've hardly ever been. I don't like it. Not interested? No. And are, there, are your kids into it? My little boy, Jack, is like obsessed. He's one. If he sees a stone on the floor, he's kicking it, a grape, a ball, a golf ball, a ball. He's just constantly playing football. 
he's just obsessed. But the others aren't too too bothered about it. And did, do they obviously were they too young or not born when you were on Strictly and things like that? Because I know my daughters are young now, but get so obsessed with that show. So to see their mum on it, and obviously you you went on to win it. Did they see it or do you watch old episodes with them? Because they must love to see that. Sophia was about four, I think, when she when I was on that. Ah, oh, perfect. But she makes these um, little videos with a friend. They're like these like kind of YouTube videos, and she'll be like, "Hi." My mum's Abby Clancy. She won Strictly. Who are you? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then my friend owns a um, trampoline park in Liverpool. And she's yeah. like, hi, I'm Harriet. My mum is Stacey Barton. She owns the trampoline park, Spring City in Liverpool. <laughs> like, they're having like a mum off. Yeah. Who's like, who like the coolest mum. But um, no, she did love it, Sophia. She used to like dress up in all the dresses and... But I think it's a bit too young. The others haven't got a clue who, who we are, really. Well, was it, was it Peter was saying that he dropped off his um, your, your daughter to a birthday party and then he, she made him sit in the car because she was embarrassed by him. Is that? She didn't let him go in because he was too tall. <laughs> and and then <laughs> once all the boys knew it was Peter Crouch, she was like, Dad, can you pick me up? Because Pete was so <laughs> upset. Like, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he was, like, devastated. But once all the boys were like, oh, my God, your dad's Peter Crouch, he was, like, showing off then. <laughs> but my, my other daughter won't even let me kiss Peter. She's like, stop kissing my dad. You're going to give him coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the new thing. So I'm literally not, I'm not allowed to touch Pete. And with the coronavirus and stuff, so with that spread of ages... Presumably the 10-year-old obviously is totally aware of what's happening. It was easy to explain to the five-year-old. Did you want to insulate them from stuff like that or? Liberty is terrified of everything. She's like me. She's <laughs> such a worrier. Like she's scared of people hair. Like if the if the baby's like jumping on the bed, she's like, I can't look. <laughs> she's so worried. And, and she was quite worried about the coronavirus. And as a parent, we're all going, oh, we have to isolate coronavirus. And, and you, you don't realize that they're actually taking all of this in. Massively. And she has she started school? Has she started Yeah, she's in school. Was yeah. that so is it was a f same as my same age as my daughter then, so they started this September just gone? She's six in June, so she's in year one now. Also, oh, she's in year. Also, oh, she'd already been there for a year and stuff. Yeah, she's yeah, she's already did reception. Because it's hard doing any sort of homeschooling with a five, six-year-old. Because it's just it's not, you can't give them a bit of work. You've got to be with them all day. Did you did you bother with the homeschooling? No, I, I did it. I was like, I was like, I. They used to call me Miss Trunchbull, and Pete was Miss Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Like if the girls go, oh, dad, I can't do this. I'm tired. Okay, come on, then let's go in the garden and play. And I'd be yeah. like, sit down. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get through to them. Like if you do your work, then we can have the rest of the day. Yeah. They'd be like, you're not my teacher. That's not how you do it. And of course, all the methods have changed since we were at school. So it's like, what's leapfrog and all these mad stuff. And it's like <laughs> two add two, but you've got to do this mad roundabout way to get to two add two. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, it, it, it was quite tough, but um, we got through it. Yeah. I, I think it's like it's like childbirth. You know, at the time, it's horrendous, but you kind of forget about the pain of it. <laughs> I think we're through it now, and it's like it all seemed like it was okay. Yeah. But at the time, it probably wasn't. Yeah, because I think people have really weird uh, experiences of childbirth, where some people say how magical it is. And in our experience, obviously, like, you know, it was Lou had a really stressful time with it, but it can be horrible. And in, even now, you, Lou looks back and isn't that stressed by it. I was like, it was horrendous. What What's happened to your brain? <laughs> you think, no, it weren't too bad. I was the opposite. Like, I had four horrendous pregnancies. Like, really? Where I, I was vomiting every single day. God. Headaches, oh. like felt car sick all day, 24 hours a day. Everything I ate, I vomited. But my births were just like, 
absolutely perfect. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and I felt guilty for feeling so good after giving birth because everyone's like, oh, my God, you feel like you're going to die. You feel like your bum's going to fall off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the, it's the worst pain in the world and you're going to feel like this and that. And I just felt fantastic. Really? You know, I just, I, I just want, I had my baby, uh, babies, and I was home within hours and I was just... Oh, wow. I just felt incredible and I had wow. four natural births, but my pregnancies were just another thing. I was so, so sad for the whole time. I was because I was so ill I, and I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't look, I couldn't even look after my other children because I was that ill. It was horrendous. Oh, really? Wow. It did not put you off then having more than sort of knowing it was going to be like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least, at least the birth wasn't horrendous. At least that no, bit the, the, was nice the, the at the birth, end. The births were all good. The births were good. I actually yeah. laughed. I have to. I actually laughed Jack out. Laughed him what? out. You laughed him out. I laughed him out because the doctor was like push, and I was like I'm pushing, and he was like that's not a push. So I laughed, and he was like there's your baby. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you did, did you just try a laugh to see it would work, or did something make you laugh? Why was you no, laughing? He, he he made me laugh because he said that wasn't a, that wasn't a push. So I laughed, and then he was. And he came out. Wow! God, imagine wow. if it was that easy for everyone. There'd be so many more people in the world. I did have an epidural. I did have an epidural. To be fair, with all of yeah. them. Yeah, Lou had that on the second one, and it was, it was, it was, it seemed. Well, I mean, it's so hard to talk about it as a bloke. It seemed, it seemed easier the second time. <laughs> from my, from my view, Rob, you told me that you thought she was complaining over nothing. That's what yeah, you were saying to me before. <laughs> yeah, a load of old waffle. I remember with my um, when I had the old blur into one. Actually, when I had Liberty, Pete had a, um, a double hernia operation and was ill in hospital. So the next day, he had to go in to get it done. Bearing in mind, I've just come home hours previously from giving birth, and he forgot his charger. And he called me and said, "Can you bring my charger in?" To the hospital. I'm like, "I've literally just given birth. No, it's off." Because <laughs> I think, is it because of obviously having the epidural, and I did have really, thank God, great births. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. kind of upset that it looked so easy, like because I got no sympathy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, you want some... It's absolutely a breeze. <laughs> you, know, um, you want someone to go, yeah. oh my God, you look shit. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally wanted to be nursed, but no chance. And how was it, you know, obviously when uh, footballers, when Peter was away working and, and, and the kids were really young, was it, it must have been hard because you can't really complain. Like if, you know, you, you've got, if you're married to a footballer and people perceive your life to be in a certain way and you do have certain luxuries, but if you're stuck at home with a kid, it doesn't matter what your husband does or where you live or what you're doing and you can't really yeah. complain about it. It must be quite difficult sort of doing that on your own. I, th I think that is a thing that, you know, no matter where you live or, you know, every... Ugh try and say this in the right way but everyone's kind of experience is the same you still have sleepless nights you still have yeah. like a baby who's crying you have to it, it's hard work but I was so fortunate to have my family like my mum and my sister were always with me when I didn't have Pete so I've never actually right. been on, oh, my that's own, nice. on my yeah. own yeah. So you I, need I've that support said, network it's no, so you, hard you, you, defi you definitely do and luckily my family were always willing to help me and wanted to not so much now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Trying to get a babysitter for four kids. Yeah. Oh, my word. When half my family live in Liverpool. It's just impossible. Yeah, that because that is yeah. a tough gig, isn't it? For the babysitter. Oh, and then you can't rely on favours too much. No, because and, and then I'll just worry anyway. I think, oh, God, are they coping with four? And I don't want yeah. anything to happen to them or anything. Would you get, like, 
two babysitters in. Like, I do. I have to, yeah, I have, I have to get like my mum and my sister or a babysitter that we use with my mum. Really? You just can't do It's just yeah. impossible because they're yeah. all on different time schedules, different sleep. And then especially in the morning, if it's a school morning and you're like, and if say you're not there in the morning or something, if you go away overnight, all the different drop offs, the time that you got. I've only got two and they're mine and I forget. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What time they've got to be places. I know. Have you left them? Have you been Have you been away without them, like on a holiday, just you and Peter or a weekend away? Yeah, we have. We yeah. have. I, I think, I actually do think that's important, to be honest. Yeah, me too. But we, we actually spend the whole holiday looking at pictures of the kids and go, oh, look how cute that one is. Yeah. <laughs> how cute does Liberty look there? Oh, and then you're like, oh, miss them. And then we get home, like, hi, mum. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, I've been pining for you for like three days and you don't even care that I've gone. <laughs> How do you feel about them growing up? Obviously, because your eldest is ten now. You, it's not, you know, only a couple more years, and they're going to be teenagers, and they've been going out on their own and seeing their friends. Are you mm. a, a parent that's like excited for that and encourage them, or do you want them just in your little sort of safety bubble of just them being little? Oh, I'm terrible. I, I don't even let them go on the school bus trips. Like, I'm just, <laughs> really? yeah, I'm just, I'm a nightmare. I'm, I'm such a worrier, and I, I wouldn't let them go on the bus or anything like that. Like, on, yeah. to a trip. And I've, really? been, I've been I've been the volunteer loads of times on the school trips. <laughs> yeah, what's that like? I had to go in this like it was like a, a viewing platform, but it was so high, and I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> so all the kids wanted to go in the viewing platform that I I was in charge of, and I was like, no, we're not going up there. And they were all hysterical, crying. Because <laughs> 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 I'm just terrified of heights. I wouldn't do it. Um, but no, I I love doing that. And Pete went to um, Wisley Gardens with them all. And they were all okay. like, they, they all just couldn't believe how tall he was running through his legs and stuff like that. <laughs> well, the, the kids obviously aware that he's tall because pretend he's just dad, isn't he? Because obviously, like, even if he wasn't famous, he'd get attention for his height. But do they, is it like they're, they're like, you are quite tall, aren't you, dad? Because they just, I think when you're growing up, you're, everyone's like your own parents, don't you? They don't notice it because they're all so tall, all of them. Like, because oh, I'm really? quite tall. I'm, I'm yeah. five foot nine, Pete six, seven. Like, my 10 year old's like up to there on me. Um, yeah. My three-year-old's in like five to six clothes, and my one-year-old's in four to five. You know, really? They're, oh, they're wow. massive. <laughs> my, yeah. my ten-year-old wears my clothes. Are you sure your ten-year-old's ten? She sounds like she's about fifteen. <laughs> no, <is she? laughs> Have you added it up you'd right? Think, you'd think she's fifteen. He caught a twerking in the mirror to that tip. Oh no, that's the oh. that's the every dad's nightmare, isn't it? And she opened the mirrors. She's got like mirrored wardrobes, and she opened the mirrors so now you can get like a three sixty angle. Yeah. Yeah. She was like Nicki Minaj in the mirror. Really? It's like wow. we will not be having them moves in our house. So how do you, how do you deal with that then? Because you can't really tell a kid not to dance, but then that is a bit of a rude dance. I don't know. It's just so weird. It's now I get it. No, when you know when you 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 were young and a teenager and your mum's shouting at you for like wearing a scare too short or wearing too much meat. Well, obviously not you two. But... Do you remember <laughs> that, Rob? Yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> nagging parents when they're like, you can't do this, yeah. you can't do that. I'm that parent now. It's just so scary how much time flies and. You know, I don't even know. They, like, you put the radio on, they know every word to every song. I'm like, where are you listening to this song? Because we're only <laughs> yeah. in the car for two minutes going to school. It, it's so scary. So I try and, like, shield it as much as I can. But You can't stop it, can you? And getting older. No. No, but I also I also feel like we're kind of we're friends with our kids. I want I want I always want my daughter's friends to come to our house and 
Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good technique. Make your house to fun house and always yeah. have them over. That's what you need. You need more living things in your house. Just get them, <laughs> bring, them bring them in. <laughs> like a boarding school. You know what? I wouldn't mind that, actually. I was, I was quite good at the homeschooling, so I reckon I could do that. Do you have sleepovers or do they go to sleepovers? What's the age when that's allowed? Or have you, have you, have you done any of that yet? Um, Sophia's had a few sleepovers, but they do it here. Yeah. Because I, I don't like it staying out. I, I sound like such a boring mum, don't I? No, because I was thinking about the other day, because obviously mine started school and they're making friends, want to go around for, like, dinners and stuff. When it's like, oh, I want to go in for a sleepover. For me to let my daughter sleep in someone else's house, I'd think I need a six-month interrogation of everyone that lives in the house. <laughs> I can't even imagine I'll be OK with it. As long as they're home, you know that they're OK. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. under your roof, you know they're fine. So I'd rather have all the sleepovers in ours. But then our house is really boring, according to Sophia. Oh, for her it is, yeah, but it's not yeah. for... So I mean, duckling... Really is that part of it? Having all these ducks and the lambs, it's going to make kids want to come over? Is that? Is it almost like pimping <laughs> up your house? They don't want to play with the ducks and the lambs. They like want to go in my wardrobe and my makeup. Oh, right. Oh, okay. oh God. Yeah, cause it, at 10, Jesus Christ, I'm panicking oh, now. Rob oh, is in a real panic. I'm panicking, I'm going to lose my kid. <laughs> You've got five years, Rob. Five and years left. What? It's so oh. hard, but you, you also can't change someone's personality either. Yeah, no. You know, I've got four children and they're all so different and we haven't done anything differently. Yeah. yeah. They're just their own people. And I think, you know, if you're shouting at them all the time, they're not going to open up to you. And yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I, I want them to be able to speak to me with any problem and not be scared to, or I can't tell my mum this because she'll go mad. Yeah. And do you, do you think seeing, like, you say they're all different personalities and stuff, and, like, do you think you can see those personalities really early, like, early on? Yeah, totally. Mine have been born the way... <laughs> sounds like They've been born the way they are, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. Are they all different, or are they all, like, a couple of them quite similar, or, like, or are they all really their own personalities? Jack's just, like proper brute like he runs into walls and bounces off and laughs yeah. like johnny is like so delicate and he's like he wants to be a, a rainbow mermaid that strokes dolphins when he's older <laughs> <laughs> liberty is constantly dressing him up in like like princess dresses and yeah all putting makeup on him liberty and johnny are just inseparable like it breaks my heart watching them because they just love each other oh, bless. so much and they just play lovely and then sophia's just like very independent. She's not a brat, oh, and she's not cheeky, and she's not rude, but she's just, she knows what she wants, kind also, of. Also, there's a five-year age gap, so she must be very much like, I'm the grown-up one, yeah. they're the younger babies. It's sort of like, she must feel a bit, you know. Yeah, I think, and I think that's hard for her, in a way, because every time we do, like, a family day out, we're always going to, like, a, an indoor play or a farm, and it's all very swayed towards the little ones, and she's yeah. like, ugh. It's a bit like what I was in my family, really. What what number were you in your family? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. But I was a lot more like motherly than Sophia. Like she'll see the baby crying and be like, ugh. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like uh, oh the baby. Like Liberty's more like me. Like she'd like want to pick them up and nurse them or whatever. Sophia's like, yeah. ugh, tell that baby to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds amazing. Yeah, she she is great. All got yeah. southern accents, and I've always asked about a guest. How do you feel them not sounding like you? Well, my dad wasn't too happy that they didn't have Liverpool on the birth certificate. Oh, really? Yeah. Where were they born? They were born in London. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that would answer it, wouldn't it? I mean, you can't do fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Just lie. But I, I remember Sophia is so posh, and I took her on the tube. We took her out to, to go and see a theatre show, and um, we took her on the tube, and I was like, do not touch that pole. It's full of germs. She's like, 
Mummy, what's jams? <laughs> I was like, jams? She went, oh, you mean jams. <laughs> <laughs> She's so posh. They're all very well spoken, which is like my nan before she died. She was like, make sure these kids don't have that Scouse accent like you. <laughs> so she, she'll be happy up in heaven that they all speak really nice. But so Sophia did start off with a Scouse accent. I remember when she was a baby and she used to be in a high chair and she'd be like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when you go back to Liverpool, then are your brothers and your siblings all in Liverpool still, or have they moved moved around? Everyone's in London now, apart from my dad. Oh God. Yeah. So everyone's all the grandchildren will have you know a southern accent. Yeah. So I've got I've got one brother who's in Dubai, and my brother and sister. My, my sister's a hairdresser in London, and my brother's a musician, and my mum lives here too. So everyone's here now. Scouse has taken over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like take them back to Liverpool and show them where you came from and stuff like that? Do they? Would you do a three and four hour journey with four kids? <laughs> well, I'd end up in Dover, wouldn't I? That's what would happen. <laughs> Here's the famous White Cliffs of Liverpool. Yeah, exactly. We always have these ideas. Let's do these amazing days for the kids. And they're just hell on it. Yeah. yeah. We went to um, Tiger Lodge. Have you been there? Um, is that, is that Port in, Port, Lymph. in Port Lymph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can, it's a house of a tiger. Like obviously, yeah. it's a, in the ti- tiger enclosure, it's a big glass yeah. wall in the accommodation. So you're sort of in the front room with the tiger enclosure. Oh, my word. Are you thinking of getting a tiger? <laughs> no. we, we went there and it was, we thought it'd be so magical. The kids are screaming that they were all freezing, walk around, see the animals, didn't care about one animal. In this fabulous cabin. It's beautiful. I've seen it. It's near me. It's really lovely there. Oh, it's just incredible. Pete made the log fire, which really impressed me. Like, I was like, oh, you're such a man. Like, <laughs> I've, n- I've always wanted him to yeah. build something and he never has. So when he made this fire, I was like, oh, you are hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, really fancied him. Only for water for a pot noodle. That's all it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Get all the kids to bed. Let's have a nice glass of wine in front of our log fire. No. We ended up with all of us in one room with two metal pull-out beds and I had to sleep in the middle on the floor in between the two oh. metal beds with two bottles in either hand feeding them lying on the floor. Why'd you take the lambs? <laughs> <laughs> and then we left. We just left. We just said, we can't, what's the point in this? I find that sometimes I go, right, we're going to go do this or go to like Disneyland Paris and it's a, a big gesture, especially I've been working a lot and I come home and go, right, we're going to do this now. All that hard work was worth it. But they don't want to. They'd rather yeah. just uh, have a McDonald's and go to the park and see like their, their nan and granddad. Yeah. And not bothered about big things like that. It's, it's mad, isn't it? And you try so hard to do stuff for them and they don't care, which is sort no, of quite don't. nice in a way, but you yeah. sort of think, it's a lo- tiger here. Did the tiger make noise and scare them? <laughs> we only saw the tiger once. Really? Luckily, because, because our kids get up at half five. We were up at half five, so oh, managed God. to see the tiger. Oh, uh, my, oh, right. If the tiger going fucking nice and early start on it, poor sod's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so who does the um, who does the early starts? Do you both get up at half five? No, we kind of, we put PJ masks on for about an hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, in the bed, in the bedroom, so you stows in with that on. Yeah, so yeah. we just get, the, get them all in bed with the bocky. Yeah. And uh, that's a bottle of milk. A bocky. Oh, is it a bit scouse there? A bit scouse. And yeah, we just let them watch TV for it. Our parents sound so bad, doesn't it? No, it's not. I no, do the same. Everyone You've got does. The... Not at all. It's survival. You need that sleep. Yeah. You're a better mum because you've had that hour of sleep. But half six is still 
horrible. I know, it's awful. I know. It's only Jack who sleeps. He gets up at seven and he's like, looks gorgeous. But even that's a joke, isn't it? Seven. It's like you say that like it's. I, I can't believe how much my perception of time has changed in the last three <laughs> years of my life. Like, a seven was inhumane before I had a kid. And now it is like a promised land I'm never going to go back to. <laughs> yeah. I know. I start like phoning like once you're up and you're down in the kitchen at breakfast and then like start phoning people and it's like 745. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, are you, are you okay? I was having calls from you at 745. I'm like, oh yeah, just, I'm just up. That's my day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm awake now. My mum and dad, right, they're in their 70s. Well, my dad's in his 70s. My mum's younger. But they will get up at like half 11 in the morning. Oh God, the dream. <laughs> and sometimes I'll, I'll ring them at like at half nine, no, 10 actually, about 10. And they're like, oh, you're right, what's going on? I'm like, <laughs> I can't. I get angry that people have been in bed. And or, or like your friends who don't have kids, and if you have like a few drinks and go out and they're just lounging oh, and eating all day. Yeah, I oh, just the, <gasps> the ability to enjoy a hangover is like one of the things I'm most jealous of. Mm. Just to go, I'm going to do nothing today, and that's fine. Yeah. But people who can do that, I'd say that's the thing I'm most jealous of. My friends who haven't got kids. I actually miss them hangovers. Like me and Pete used to make, when we were, had no kids, we used to make this thing called floor bed. <laughs> and we just used to get all the quilts on the floor and loads of pillows and just lie on the floor all day, like watching Sopranos, like on repeat. Yeah, oh, yeah. and getting takeaway and sort of embracing yeah. it and oh, leaning God, into can it. imagine? You'd only stand up to go to the loo or to eat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I remember feeling like they were quite hard at the time as well. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I would die for that. And then texting your mates going, oh, how are you doing? I've been sick, but I've just had a bowl of cereal. I think I'm going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember last night? Oh, weren't it great? Fancy the pub at four to get a little oh, now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Care of the dog. I don't think that'll ever happen again. No, for no. The, at least the next ten years. I know. I think it will. We spoke about this. We like everyone's. We're all going to go mental at fifty when they're all like grown up and at uni. Yeah, yeah. just absolute animals going around getting drunk. Uh, she is now, Sophia. Just been talking about you. Oh, Sophia's here. Just tell them how gorgeous you are. She's just come back from swimming. Oh right, oh. wow. That's a late one. She's our champion swimmer. Oh, is she? Mm. So. Are they quite sporty then, being children of a top sportsman, a top dancer? Sophia is. She's just amazing sport, sporty person. Doesn't yeah. get any of that from me. She's <laughs> just unreal swimmer. All she wants when she, I'm like, what do you want to be when you're older? And she's like, a white Range Rover. <laughs> That's what she wants. <laughs> I was like, well, you can't have a white Range Rover until you're top of the class at school. And you're <laughs> She's like, shut up, mom. Does that mean you spend a lot of your time like uh, swimming and all those kind of like, because when you've got kids that are really sporty, there must yeah. be a lot of kind of fairing them around to do that and stuff. Yeah. So Sunday, for example, with hangover, <laughs> we went to Liberty had swimming at 12. So I dropped her off at swimming, which is for half an hour. So I had to go back, pick Pete and the other three up. Then we went for lunch and um, in the golf club, there's a swimming pool. So the kids went swimming. While Pete was in the pool with Johnny, Jack and Lib, I had to take <laughs> Sophia swimming, then come back because Liberty had a nosebleed in the pool. Oh, <laughs> oh no. To- Evacuate the pool. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, COVID no. central. I took the bag with me in the car. Oh, so, so they all had to stay in the pool because like, they had no clothes. 
so that was our Sunday. It's just like a lot of ferrying to and to and for. Yeah, well, when they get a bit older as well, and they're all doing clubs, your weekend's yeah. going to be outrageous. The logistics of getting here and there and everywhere. She only does the swimming. Like, that's literally all I can manage. I just can't do it anymore. No, no, I think you can do too many clubs. Because we're not, we're not pushy like, like that, really. Yeah, some parents are so keen, aren't yeah. they? Oh, my God, so keen. Like, so keen. And we're just, we're just quite relaxed about that kind of thing. But she's so good at it, you see. She's so good at swimming, naturally. Yeah. Yeah, that must make them hate it even more, the other parents. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like she hasn't even had a lesson. <laughs> I, I love winding them up, you know, in the school. I love it. That's a shit sport, though, to have to sit in and watch in a, on a, oh, when it's, it's a hot, hot day. No, it's stuffy. not. It's great. It's Is it? great. Well, obviously, your kid must be coming last then. <laughs> no, I'm just the environment, a swimming pool where you're not swimming. I love it. Do you? I, I, Do you? I absolutely because Sophia like is like a, a whole length ahead. So oh, I'm like, okay. Come on! Fair enough. <laughs> so, I'm such a cow on the sideline. I, 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 yeah. just, I just, I just love it. Really? Are you a bit competitive, or do you just celebrate loud? Not in life, and not for myself. But something comes over me, like because you really? would think Pete, being like a professional athlete, would be so pushy with the kids for sport, and he's he's not. He's like, it's okay, babe, you know. And I'm like, focus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so bad. Really? I think it's probably because I was rubbish at every sport. Yeah. Just to see him do so well, it's it's great, and it's it's so competitive in the school, and because we're not like them competitive parents, it makes it sweeter, it, doesn't it? It, yeah. it, it, it makes yeah. It's even even more fun. Um, <laughs> so I, I actually do enjoy that. But she hates it. She doesn't want to go. And there's like crying. Oh, really? Go. Even though she's good? Yeah. They've got to do it. They've got to enjoy it. It's no point, isn't it? You know, you don't want to... The amount of time you see people that really force their kids to do stuff, they don't want to do it. Mm. It's a nightmare. But um, I think all kids go for that stage of a sport or something where they're like, they're just a bit bored of it. And they're like, no, I don't want to do anything. Well, that's not cool. Or that's not this. Or that's not that. But they come back to it in the end. I think it's the age. It's like this, like, preteen is just so tricky. Oh, God, don't say that. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm panicking about teen. Never mind preteen. Rob's having an absolute nightmare if... I'm having a panic. I'm panicking again. I'm panicking. I'm and I panic. She's five, Rob. I reckon two more years when she's about <laughs> oh, seven. Yeah, when she's seven. That's what, that'll be you. I agree with you, Josh. Oh, I'm God. Just... <laughs> You're ganging up on me now. It's dark. I'm stressing. But I think, I think you'll get a lucky escape because I don't know if your daughter's um, like a daddy's girl. Yeah. Or is she a mummy's girl? Uh, no, they're both a bit... They're, they're both a bit like... I think they're more daddy's girl in the sense that they've got me wrapped around their little finger. Sure. Which is a danger because they're so cute, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be all right. It'll be all right, won't it? It'll, be all, it'll probably all be fine, won't it? Won't it? <laughs> Pete's experience of... Because Liberty's still a baby. She's not doing any all this shit at the moment. Yeah. But Pete's experience of Sophia is completely different to mine. Like, if he if he was to describe Sophia, it would be like we were talking about a different child. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, like, my wife clashes with my eldest quite a lot in sort of, like, a bit more, like, on, like, they're on a level of, like, they're like, arguing a bit like mates, where I'm a bit yeah. more like, yeah, let's go and do this, where they clash a little bit. I do think girls clash with their mums a little bit, especially the eldest. Yeah, they do. I think yeah. so. I don't really like it though. I wish I wish she thought I was cool. Yeah, that'll happen in t ten years' time. But yeah, it just doesn't. Not now. There's nothing you can do to make her think you're cool. Even even you know, but they'll just realise you are. That's what I'm hoping with me. You may not yeah. think I'm cool, but you uh, one day you'll know that. One day they'll realise that Rob <laughs> Beckett's the height of cool, won't they? And if they could tell everyone else, that'd be great. <laughs> I know. I think you're cool, Rob. 
Thanks, Abby. I'll take that off you. Look at that. You're doing great for my confidence. Um, <laughs> look, should we ask the final questions? Abby, yeah. you've got to let Abby, let Abby go. Abby's been brilliant. Thanks so much. Oh, it's like been so good. Thank you, Abby. I think what really comes across as well is like how much you let your kids be themselves. I think that's a really positive thing and really like it. It mm. sounds like the most fun house to grow up in. Do you know what I mean? It really just comes across. Thank you. And you can tell how much you and Pete just, like, the, the kids are your life and then you two fitting mm. around them. That's what it feels yeah. like, which I think's always, like, a good... Th yeah. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> We've actually got no life at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, but it's good, though. Like, you know, you're saying your eldest there, she's 10, and she's obviously aware of who, uh, who you are and who Peter is, but she's obviously getting her own personality and doing her own thing, mm. which is yeah. great, which you'd much rather have rather than someone who's a bit scared and awkward and sort of in the shadow of what the parents do yeah, it's I, obvious I she's really confident which is you know a merit to you two for me like growing up I've always been really like pally with my mum and dad like we were all like yeah. friends and I, I found it um quite upsetting when you know children or my friends growing up couldn't be themselves in front of the mums and dads yeah. and you'd be yeah. one person with the friends and then they go to with the mum and dad and be a completely different person and that's that's not I what I want in, in my house and I my kids they're all and I've been joking about them they're all so polite and so lovely and kind and I think you know we just as you said just encourage them to be themselves and you can't change anyone you can't make someone who you want them to be mm. they, they all mm. are who they are and as long as they're the kind and well-mannered. I, I don't care, you know, what they all end up being, you know. Yeah. As yeah. long as they're happy. I remember friends like that. You're out and having a laugh at the park and messing about, and then they get home like, okay, mum, yeah, mum. And you're like a completely different person. Like, so how can that funny, happen? But yeah, yeah. We, we were all ourselves at home, but that's something, you know, hopefully we'll have as well. As Abby, the last question we always ask, um, and we ask Peter as well, so this is quite special for us because you can actually respond to his answer and give your own. The question is, what frustrates you about the way your partner parents and, like, you would, you, you know, you want to say something about it, but um, you don't want to bring it up in case it causes an argument. I've got a feeling you might tell Peter anyway, Abby. You're not shy in a, a voice in your opinion because he said that he could never just have a bag of frazzles on his own if he opens crisps, about 10 hands go in and then he finds himself in his office on his own eating frazzles. I don't know if... Is that true? That is true. Poor Pete. He, that happens with every meal. And like, <laughs> if I put the dinner down, the kids are like, I don't like that. And then if Pete has his, they're all eating off his plate and me included. <laughs> and he, hate, he hates sharing food. He actually doesn't do that much. That annoys me, apart from the typical man stuff. Like, oh, what really annoyed me once that he did, like... I love doing um, interior design and doing stuff in my house. And I met like one of my favorite designers, Andrew Martin. Yeah. Mm. Went to his showroom and Pete like disappeared with Johnny for ages. Like Johnny was two at the time, just potty training. Gone for half an hour. And then in front of Andrew Martin, who's like my icon, Johnny comes out the toilet with Pete with just a t-shirt on, with socks, uh, no socks, trainers, and no pants, with just his bum and Widgie hanging out, and then standing there, trying to have a normal conversation with Andrew Martin. I'm like, dying inside. Johnny pooed his pants and Pete forgot the baby bag again. So he just had to strip him and like oh. wash him in Andrew Martin's showroom's toilet, like poo everywhere and really embarrassed me. And then just like didn't mention it. I was so upset. Um, oh, so no. I, I think for Pete, I'd pr probably say the thing that annoys me most is that he probably, he doesn't appreciate like the organization that goes into things when you have yeah. to, you know, like yeah. when I go to work, I have to go, right, 
who's picking the kids up from school, what's in for the dinner, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And Pete will just walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. He will just walk out the door. He, he wouldn't know if there was anything in the fridge. He wouldn't know who's picking them up from school. And we, I think that that's a lot of footballers, though, because in their career, it, a lot is done for them. There's always like a yeah. team management where they just get on the bus or get in the hotel and they get told where they're going and what they're doing. So I think, I think Rob, a lot... Yeah. Ask him to plan a golf day. <laughs> or a golf trip. He's on it. Like, he is meticulous. It would be breakfast booked. This done. Duh, 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 duh. Like, he can do anything that revolves around golf. Oh, OK. So he can do it, but he just taps he out. Do it. Yeah, OK, he taps fair out. enough. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably say that. Just he's just useless at things. Yeah. Sometimes. Brilliant. Sometimes. <laughs> Thanks so much, Abby. It's been brilliant. Really appreciate it. Abby Clancy, absolute pleasure. So good. Thank you. Oh, no, this has been fun. Oh, no, it sounds like you've got your, family, your beautiful family. You and Pete love your kids so much. We, you know, we interview people all the time that talk about their kids, and you always get varying degrees, but you can just tell the certain families yeah. where you just think, oh, it'd be a, like, such a privilege to be part of that family. So I think you're doing, you're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. That's... We've interviewed some terrible parents, Abby. Oh, yeah, some, some really bad parents. <laughs> You're listening. The stuff me and Josh text each other after. I was shocked about the um, Tom Parry. Tom Parry. The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So can I just... The, the reason I asked you to go on, on your podcast, yeah. I've, yeah. Never, I've never listened to a podcast in my entire life till right. four days ago. Yeah, okay. Even though your husband's got one of the biggest ones in the country, not bothered with it. When I text you, Rob, I was yeah. like, "I love you, Pog. Can I come on?" Because I've never listened to one, and I was I was scared on this journey. So my brother was like, "Just listen to this, and you'll be laughing your head off." And I literally did eight hours of all your podcasts, and I just, ah. I just think I just think it's incredible. And oh, thanks. It's so funny. And what did you make of the Tom Parry one? <laughs> I just couldn't believe that he was staying up all through the night. <laughs> couldn't believe what I was, I was hearing I was like oh my god like it was yeah. insane oh I, I, just, I just like I was like, oh, the side like in case the baby moves I get that because yeah. it's like you know when you put the baby to sleep and you try and to like not wake out you do the commando roll out the bed it was his first kid and I think it's that thing you know when you do something with your kids when in the early days it's different now that you've had four and you're more experienced you've been a mum for 10 years and stuff it's like Ugh. I think you do for a week you go yeah, that's okay what we're doing, isn't it? But then when you look back, mm. you go, and I, I, that's why I love that episode so much because he'll look back on that episode oh. and it'll be like listening to a different person, wouldn't it? Oh, no, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's so funny. I was crying laughing. <laughs> I, I used to, I used to, we used to write, um, no one used to feed the baby through the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh, that's what annoys me out of Peter. Oh, go on. That's, I've just remembered. Yeah. So knowing you've got a brand new baby and they have like three, three ounces in the bottle. Yeah say of milk yeah i'd feed the baby and you'd make sure all the milk had gone before you finished feeding the baby yeah. so pete would feed the baby for about five minutes and they go oh he's finished that now and i'm like there's only a tiny bit left i'm like there was only a tiny bit to start with <laughs> so you, you just know? held it in there <laughs> you know you know this is supposed to have three ounces you give it like half an ounce and he's like there's only a tiny little bit at the end i'm like but that's all a brand new baby has a time like <laughs> three ounces he just didn't get it so like I mean, it, on his watch, the baby would probably starve. <laughs> yeah, we used to write our times so when we fed the baby and be like, we'd never, we're not going to... And if we miss one, we go, we wouldn't forget that. And then three hours later, he'd wake up and be like, what time did we feed the baby? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you just couldn't yeah. remember. Well, I've got a baby feeding app on my phone that I paid two quid for and I've not deleted it yet. I don't know, just in case... <laughs> That's in a case creepy app have... to take around with you now, Rob. Yeah, just... <laughs> 
sometimes I look back and say, oh, is that three ounces this time four years ago? Very excited. Ready for the next one, Rob? No, I don't, no, I don't want another one. Don't. I'm, I'm panicking about the ones I've got. I don't need more. <laughs> I'm at the sweet spot now. I'll probably end up on a golf trip with Peter soon, so I don't want more kids to stop me going away. <laughs> Abby, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so yeah, much. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Cheers, Abby. Thank you, guys. Abby Clancy, there we are. I'm going to say it, Rob. Yes. I love it when people have got reactions to other episodes. It's so funny. Well, I'd never thought in a million years that at one point in my life, Abby Clancy, Abby Clancy, sorry, would would be shocked by Tom Parry's parenting. <laughs> I never thought those two what worlds would meet. What a world what to a come clash. together. Because I can't imagine a person more different to Abby Clancy than Tom Parry. No, just no, two exactly. lovely people. But yeah. I, I, I think if you sat them down, it wouldn't be long before they run out of chat. I, 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 I have never <laughs> seen Tom. And for two people that I don't think I can Has imagine running out of chat, chat with it. Yeah, but I think it could happen just from such different people. That, that happened with about her and Peter in that um, designer shop. That happened to me once in a cinema when my daughter had messed herself right when she was yeah. young. So I had to literally I threw away her trousers. So I run from the cinema to. Poundland in Alpington with my child just top on and coat, no trousers, bum out and everything, and shoes and socks on to buy a pair of jogging bottoms from Poundland. On the way there, a bloke asked for a selfie. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> my kid's ass is out and you want a picture, you fucking pedo? <laughs> Ridiculous. Obviously, you should want a picture with me, not with the child, yeah, yeah. but it, it yeah. comes with the package. Yeah. Um, Abby, I love Abby and Peter. Yeah, that brilliant. house sounds amazing. I'd love them people. to be my parents. When you... Yeah. Yeah, Even, it sounds yeah, like such a so fun house good. to grow up in. Brilliant. I like just how unaffected they are. Do you know what I mean? They're so, like... Yeah, very normal. Peter Crouch wandering around having a pot noodle. I mean, that is... Pot, the pot noodle people will be on him for an advert. Um, uh, can you imagine that? Uh, anyway, that, that was brilliant. I love Abby and Peter. Well, uh, I'll, I'll let you know uh, in the next episode, I've texted Tom Parry what his response was to Abby Clancy <laughs> calling him mad. Um, brilliant. Okay, that was great. Well, I'll see you on uh, Tuesday, Josh, for another chat. Cheers, mate. Bye. See you then. Bye, everyone. <laughs>